oscuro Enfrente de la iglesia nos fumamos un talking music on KVNF Mountain Grown Community Radio. I am Taya J. Our musical guest today is Tropa Magica. I'm joined in the studio by David Pacheco, Rene Pacheco, and Jason Juarez. These gentlemen sat down with me before Tropa's show at Delicious Orchards back in July. We hope that you enjoy. So much for being here. It's really a pleasure to have you in our studio. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Will you each introduce yourselves so our listeners get a sense of your voices and know who's talking? Yeah, I'm David Pacheco. I play guitar and sing for Tropa Magica. I'm Jason Juarez. I play bass. And I'm Rene Pacheco, and I play the drums. Excellent. Jason, you're the only non-brother in this trio, huh? I am, yeah, how yeah. do you how do you hold up with the two Pacheco brothers? I think we get along. Uh we have like pretty good chemistry. It's fun. How do you describe the sound of Tropa Magica? Well the official is a psychedelic cumbia punk. <laughs> yeah. But uh I don't know. Someone described it as a psychedelic rockabilly last night. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Rockabilly, huh? Yeah. Well that's what they said, but I was like, all right. We started off with psychedelic cumbia punk, but um, at some point we were like, we don't just want to be doing, you know, cumbia. So we kept going, and now we have like a little tropical disco. Or sometimes when people ask me, and I really have to like explain, I'll be like, yeah, you get a little Santana vibe going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give them something they can relate to. Yeah, and somebody yesterday called David Jaime Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Hendrix. <laughs> Juan Hendrix, I like it. <laughs> awesome. Anything to add to that, David? We we do do eclectic mashup of like psychedelic garage rock with like Nirvana kind of grungy stuff, and then um, add our own like Latin flair to it. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I read somewhere that for a long time you were sort of reticent to want to do cumbia at all or Latin music really at all. You were more on the grunge side of things. Yeah, when we first started, Renee and I, we would just play a lot of like punk rock kind of stuff. You know, very loud and distorted guitars. And um, yeah, it wasn't until. I think like 2012, this uh, album came out, a compilation of um, music from Peru. It's called uh, Roots of Chicha. And that album, um, it really hit LA really hard, like where a lot of bands were influenced by it. The record label is called Barbell Records. They're out of New York. And they released that compilation. And it was actually volume two. And that really like kind of opened up the world of like embracing that type of like Latino, like, you know, I guess like 
Latin American music for us. Mm, mm, nice. And where do you feel like it's taken you? Like, do you feel like you're confined by cumbia or you're able to really like give it your unique spin? For a bit. Yeah, that kind of was a, it was like, oh, that's all, you know, the, the way people saw us, which wasn't a bad thing. We weren't complaining about it. But uh, that, that wasn't all we did. And so now with the way, uh, with all the songs that have been written primarily by David and worked out by the group, they have this, like, like we can play for an East L.A. audience, or we could play, like... A psych rock crowd, yeah. like Desert Days or something. But um, actually, when we first started, we actually were trying to fit in with the Cumbia groups, but we were too, like, aggressive. We were not that conventional, where we don't have, like, a percussion player playing a guido, playing congas. Uh, Rene kind of does all those. He wears all those hats with just one drum set. And um, it was actually kind of awkward when we first started playing because we would get pl asked to play with these cumbia bands who were more traditional. And when we would play, we would do our cumbia song and then we would throw in like a rock and roll song and people would just stop dancing and it was pretty awkward. It took us a little while, I think like three, four years to kind of embrace that. Um, we saw this band from Argentina, they're called Cumbia Queers. And uh, they played at this little bar in Boyle Heights. And when we saw them playing, they... Um, they, first of all, they showed up really late. They, they they went to the wrong venue. They went to a bar in Hollywood, and they didn't finish setting up until like 1 a.m., and the bar closed at 2, and music had to stop by 1.30. And when they played, they just did a 30-minute set, but it was like the most impactful set like of like our careers because uh, they started off playing Iron Man by Black Sabbath, but they did a cumbia version of it, and Renee and I just like looked at each other, and we just like joined in the mosh pit slash dance circle that happened. Yeah. And that's it's a very good time for a lot of people who don't know how to traditionally dance to it. Mm. You know? mm. yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of people who don't know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's me. Yeah. yeah, and then from then on we were kinda like, oh, okay, it's, it's okay to be loud, rock and roll and mix that cumbia feel into it. And and we talked to them about that, how we were struggling with that, and they were like, you know, you guys just do you, you guys like, you know, and we were like, Thank you. They gave us the blessing. They're like, yeah. mm, go forward, my sons. <laughs> It's good to have mentors in that way. Yeah. Um, I think, too, like, you have to enjoy what you're doing, right? Like, yeah. it's a delicate balance of, like, you're playing for an audience, and obviously it's probably a more fun show if people are up and dancing and moving and paying attention. Yeah. But you also have to enjoy what you do. Yeah, yeah. and at first, I mean, because nobody, like, everyone was just getting to know us. They didn't know what to expect, and, like, now that more or less they do, they get it. You know, they know that they're going to go from maybe a little dance to a little pushing around to a little head nodding to a little like, oh, man, the mushrooms are kicking in. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I think they get, they, they have a glimpse of it now. And so it's not too foreign to them like, or weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they know what to expect. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a lot of fun on stage. Oh, yeah. Do you love it? Do you love what you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been a, I've never, I've never spoken about this, but like after a little while or in Washington, I kind of started getting like these panic attacks. And I was like, uh and so now I've had to like kind of form a whole new relationship with performing live. Yeah. In what sense? Elaborate on that a little bit, if you will, if you're comfortable, Renee. Like, I don't know. I think like I get like this sometimes. Like I, I want to say it's anxiety, but I really don't know what it is. You know. About performing, about being. Yeah, just being out there, and be like, oh, sh you know. So it's kind of like a new relationship for sure. Like I love it, you know, but I, I just want to get back to that carefree where I don't have to feel like, oh shit, am I okay? Yeah. And I think I'm finally learning how to do that. And a lot of it's just like. Just calm down. Yeah. I don't know what happened on tour or somewhere along the line where 
I just, you know, froze up or something and like clench up. Mm. But it's now like I'm starting to kind of, all right, keep it cool. Yeah. Keep it cool. Don't freak out, man. <laughs> and be, be in the moment, it seems yeah. like. Because what you do, I mean, you're traveling from place to place to place and like so many different crowds, so many different people. Like you're, you're trying to process so much. Your brains are probably totally on overload, too. So it's yeah. like, how do you like get on stage and just be like, OK, wherever we were yesterday, wherever we are tomorrow, yeah. like this is where we are yeah, right I, now. Yeah. Uh, and I'll figure it out because it's like I'll be fine. And then the moment we're like, all right, you're up. It's like, <gasps> but that never used to happen. I was just like, all right, let's go. Huh. And uh, and it still feels that way, like, all right, let's go. But now it's like, all right, it feels like I'm going into battle <laughs> with myself. <laughs> you need your war paint on. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about for you two? Do you feel similar? Uh, the anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at first, I mean, it's more of nervousness. For me, it's not an anxiety thing. I mean, when I stopped drinking, that was kind of like the first few years. I mean, now it's going on three years sober. But, um, yeah, it was tough to try to try to channel that energy of like being inebriated you know mm-hmm. but being sober and being around um, people who are oh inebriated. yeah especially like these two guys you know, <laughs> i mean they've, they've calmed down a lot from since then but um yeah it's definitely tough you know um but i think just like developing a new relationship with playing live music writing music sober has been a really like a beautiful thing mm-hmm. yeah. oh, good for you thank you jason what yeah. about for you oh no i just uh I, I try to put myself in that mentality that, like, it doesn't matter what I'm feeling. The people came out for a show, and I'm going to try to give them a show, you know? Nice. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I think about. Show me the receiver, it says I don't live here anymore.
you bring east la with you on the road like oh yeah oh, and yeah. the california sun yeah tell me more <laughs> i mean that's dumb because it's like well the sun's there it doesn't belong in california <laughs> but uh you but californians the- <laughs> you always think <laughs> <laughs> it's like the moon follows me every night no the moon's just there um well but what i mean by that is because uh, we have played uh, uh various places and where it'll be cloudy or raining or something or like, there's just no sun. Then we get there. And, like, the last time we played the South by Southwest, it was raining. It was hot, humid, with rain. And the moment we get on, the clouds start opening up. And the sun comes out. Amazing. And then there's been other times where people was like, oh, you, you, it's crazy. Like, you guys are lucky. Like, last night it was... It, it was snowing. It was a terror. So. We can't curse, right? No. no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, it was a... And, um, and they're like, but, but today the sun's out, and, you know, and it's great. And I was like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I live in uh, I've been living in uh, New Mexico now for three years. I'm in Santa Fe. I was in Albuquerque for a year, and then two years in Santa Fe now, um, living in the high desert. So I definitely bring um, that more like just like chill vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. You bring uh, the south to the west. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it feels good to do that, balance off their energy because um. Yeah, Renee can be pretty off script sometimes, and it feels great, you know, to have that energy and just kind of, like, pass it back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, what do you think, um, what are the strengths that each of you have that you offer to the collective? I don't. <laughs> I feel like if I were to describe it, Renee's definitely, like, the off script, like, the the, the kind of, like, the, the wild card. Jason's like I feel like muscle like he's like backbone and then I feel like I'm like the organized one that like keeps it like so like the agenda. You so know? I'm Charlie. This is Mac and that's Dennis <laughs> and Frank. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I, I'll take D. I'll be D. I can be D. A lot of the times, I don't know, I just get in the car, I'm like, I don't know where we're going, but we're going, <laughs> you know? I like the idea of Jason as the backbone. If you had to be a body part, what body part would you oh. be of the collective Chopamahika body? Uh, I'd probably be the, the mouth or the sphincter. I'd be the belly. The belly. <laughs> and the brain. The gut. And the brain. Oh, yeah. modest as well. <laughs>
album, your third studio album. What can you tell me about it? The third studio album actually wasn't a studio album. It was a album that we wrote via emails. Renee and I, um, during quarantine. Between we were, New Mexico and... In, in 2023, a bedroom could be a studio. Yeah. It definitely was for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's right. But it's very lo-fi compared to our previous album, The Tripeando al Infinito. Um, so, yeah, that one was an album that actually... Um, so during quarantine, and since there was no more shows, like our income kind of like you know went down for a bit, and um, the way for me to make some extra money was I would write songs for folks, mm-hmm. and so they were like commissioned songs. Commissioned songs. Mm-hmm. So it was like usually I would focus like around Mother's Day or Valentine's Day, and so people you know it's a perfect time to buy a song for someone, and mm-hmm. so um, I started working on a collection of songs, and so. At one point, I told Renee, hey, how do you feel about, like, we turn these into, like, tropa songs? Because um, at the time, I would just use a drum beat, like a, like a sample, and then Renee's like, yeah. So he did the drums and bass for it. We were just going to do a single, and then it turned into an album. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it was like, well, the holidays are coming by, you know, it's like we do a little single, maybe we can, it'll be an incentive to get people to, like, buy some merch. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And that's when David was, like, gave, you know, came, came with that idea and... It ended up being really great, yeah, because um, the involvement behind it was completely different. And, you know, since it was all emails, we we were just, like, allowed like to just record and not have to be on studio time, just really, you know, go at it. Like, I could spend eight hours trying to figure out a baseline. And, yeah. you know, then when it was ready, I was like, here you go. Yeah. Does it feel precious since you spent so much time on it? Like, when you finally put it out, did it feel like you were holding it really close to your heart? Yeah, actually, because it was, you know, uh, I I did, um, I didn't change, like, there's probably one or two songs where I didn't do much for the bass, but for all the other ones, yeah, it was the first time I got to write something different for the band that wasn't just the drum beats, mm. and so that was cool. I was very excited. Yeah, I, I did all the bass parts first, and then the drums, which I later found out is a bad idea. Really? Drums? <laughs> it's supposed to be drums yeah, first? Yeah, drums first. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn, right? Yeah, there was a lot of mistakes done, but uh, David's a uh, great uh newly acquired engineering for all that fixed it and i used uh digital drums and they weren't like the best digital drums but they're like really you know moderately dope and and david made it sound like they were actual drums i was like sweet yeah. <laughs> put some reverb on it <laughs> nothing a little reverb won't help yeah. yeah so it was the first time we all got to just do or the first time um we just kind of took it in our hands and we're like we'll just do it and you know independent of well because we couldn't go to studio you know yeah. It's exciting to work on music at home. Yeah. 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 What do you love about it? I think... You get to have breakfast <laughs> while you do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I tend to get a lot of my work done at night, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's something special about, like, when people are sleeping, you know, their their bodies are lucidly traveling, like, you know, and then I'm just kind of, like, channeling some of that energy and stuff. Um, but I really enjoy the creative part about it like you know just having like unlimited crayons you know to paint with and color and stuff and so that's really fun i love it you were a crayon guy huh crayola guy oh yeah oh yeah did you have a favorite crayola i think i i used to like a lot using a lot of green and blue Mm -hmm. like kind of in combination yeah yeah i would like get my red ones down to like the stubs all the way down I, I would accept nothing less than the one that had the sharpener on it. Ah, I see. Wow. Nothing less. <laughs> nothing less. <laughs> awesome. You guys have been so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having thank us. You. Time to go eat. Such a pleasure. Go eat, please, before you get hangry. Yeah.
tus ojos al brillar comienzan a bailar pero no lo cierres es cierto que te vas la luz esconderá es sombra lo que soy como el día sin el sol es cierto que te Yeah.